Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Tuesday, December 6th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Today's show is about college football, and although only one of the area teams played last weekend, all of them made news. We start with Kansas State. What a day for the Wildcats. They traveled to Arlington, Texas, and defeated unbeaten TCU to win its first Big 12 championship in a decade. The outcome sends the Wildcats to the Sugar Bowl, where we'll meet Alabama on New Year's Eve. On today's show, we hear the Big 12 title game post-game interviews with head coach Chris Kleiman, plus several Kansas State players, including Daniel Green, Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard, and Felix and Udike Uzama. We also check in with Missouri and Kansas. They got their bowl assignments over the weekend, and maybe you heard the Twitter kerfuffle about Mizzou not wanting to meet KU in the Liberty Bowl. We'll hear from Tigers coach Eli Drinkwitz on the topic and other thoughts about the bowl assignment. Mizzou will meet Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa on December 23rd. Finally, we'll hear from Kansas coach Lance Leipold. The Jayhawks will play in the Liberty Bowl and will meet Arkansas. This will cap an amazing season for KU, which is going to a bowl game for the first time since 2008. Okay, let's get started talking Kansas State. And in this first segment, you'll hear from Chris Kleiman, linebacker Daniel Green, and running back Deuce Vaughn. Big 12 champions, Kansas State Wildcats, Chris Kleiman. Coach, give us an opening statement, and then we'll go to questions. Well, Big 12 champions got a nice ring to it. And... Uh, what a, what a great football game! Two great teams. Uh, TCU should be in the in the CFP. They're they're one of the best four teams, uh, and uh, we went toe to toe with them. I thought we could go toe to toe with them, and found a way to win. Uh, it was a, a exceptional football game. A lot of ups and downs uh, between both teams, and great resolve by our guys. And uh, you know. The overtime stop, it's incredible. You get a third and one and a fourth and one, uh, as good as they are up front, and good run game as they have, and, and our defensive line stood up and, and, and stuffed them back-to-back plays. And then I thought it was important for us to get a first down and, and not make it a 40-something-yard field goal, but get it a little bit closer. And we were able to do that and then uh, executed to perfection our, what we call a Wisconsin, of getting the ball to the middle of the field for tie. And then, uh, I would say over the last five to six weeks, there may not be a more valuable kid on the football team than Ty Zenter. And Ty was huge again today. And what was just so poetic for me was the ball was on his foot in the last game in Big 12 play for him. And uh, there was no doubt in my mind he was making that, no doubt in my mind. So credit to our seniors, credit to our leaders, Credit to the culture that they've created. Credit to player ownership, uh, the power of belief, all those things. Because you know we've had a lot of a lot of tough times. Uh, you know a lot of people doubted that team after we lost to Tulane and said must not be very good. And they took it they took it to heart. No, uh, we lost to a good TCU team. We lost to a really good TCU team. Uh, and ended up getting a win. And then we lost to a good Texas team. And we had to go 3-0, get some help, got some help, and those kids went 3-0 in tough circumstances 
at Baylor, at West Virginia, home on senior day against KU, to have an opportunity to come here. We talked about it in the locker room. You can ask Daniel Green about this. We talked about it in the locker room after we beat KU. We weren't coming here for a participation trophy. We were coming here to win the thing. And that was our mindset all week. Uh, and we found a way with a great result by a bunch of great seniors. Before we go to questions, we're going to be joined by Daniel Green. So if you have a question for either Coach Daniel, please raise your hand. We'll give the microphone to you right here. Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com. Daniel, that last stand, um, what, what were you seeing out there, and, and what do you think of what happened? Uh, I just think that was a great execution just overall by just the defense. You know, we, we talked about uh, situations like that. This happened to blow up, and that's what game championship games come down to, just, just somebody making an uh, extra play, especially on defense. And I'm so proud of those guys. Man, it's, that's that's a statement right there. Like we always say to Bob, my mentality, they don't get no, no more better than that right there on the blue line for uh, the game almost. Coach, Cole Carmody, GoPowerCat.com. Um, you had a lot of young guys out there today on defense. What does that say about not only them, but just the culture that you talked about a little bit earlier? Well, um, you know, you got to rise up. When your opportunity comes, you got to rise up. And I look at Jacob Harris that uh, didn't practice most of the week and uh, found a way to gut it out and play. I look at Keenan Gardner, that was a wide receiver the entire year, and came to me five weeks ago and said, I'd like to be a defensive back. I want to help the team. And so he was on scout team up until Thursday of this week. On Thursday, we moved him from scout team and said, you've got to be the emergency guy in case Jacob Paris can't go. And uh, that's the sign of culture. That's the sign of not wanting to let guys like Daniel Green and Eli Huggins down. And I thought Keenan Garber played his tail off. And V.J. Uh, uh, Payne is a true freshman playing. And Jacob Paris is a true freshman playing. To go with some of those veterans like Josh and, and Drake and Julius. And uh, um, phenomenal result by those guys. All right, we've been joined by Deuce Vaughn as well. So if you have a question, Blair, we'll go to you first. Okay, hey, Blair Kirkhoff with the Kansas City Star. I got one for, for Daniel and the coach. But Daniel, first, on, on the fourth down play, what, what were you anticipating? Uh, and did you think Max Dugan might end up with the ball? You know, we, we did anticipate Max having the ball because usually when it comes down to short yards or game or why, he's usually the guy that carries the ball. But uh, when they got into the personnel, we came out with a with a call that was fit for the personnel. It just came down to executing, you know, just good on good. Uh, it won up front, up front penetration. And it was just a really big stop for our team. And I'm so proud of those guys, man, because we really work hard for this moment. And, and coach, I, I know we're in the moment here, and uh, but is there any way to put kind of the enormity of this in perspective? This is a program that's you've won the fourth conference championship in program history. Um, yeah, I'll let that sink in at some point. Um, you know, I, we, I'm fortunate to be here. Uh, Gene Taylor took a chance on the FCS coach uh, when not a lot of people would, but he believed in, in me and us. And then coming here, you know, I look at these guys that believed in us as a coaching staff when there was a coaching change and um, stuck with us. And, you know, the last couple of years, starting in January of 2021, these guys will tell you 
our locker room became so close and so tight. And, and I'm telling you, this is about the power of belief and the power of player ownership. And uh, when you have those two things, I don't think anything's going to On the riser in the back. Here is Kansas State quarterback Will Howard, and you'll hear him discuss when he believed the Wildcats came together as a team. There's no doubt in my mind he was making that game. Sum up the feeling when the game goes into overtime. We knew, uh, you know, we knew it was going to be a fight, and you know, we felt like, you know, we had we had some punches. They took some punches too, and uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we knew we were built for it, and we knew what we had, and, and defense came up huge with that with that stop. You know, they started. Kind of driving it a little bit, you know. We knew we were going to go for the win, you know, no matter what. But uh, man, that was a huge stop, and, and just allowed us to kind of be a little more free with our play calling. And then you know, we got we got Legatron back there, so it makes it makes it pretty easy on us. Could you watch the the, the goal line stand, or were you too nervous? I could watch that. I watched that. I watched that, but the, the kick, I, I could I couldn't look. I couldn't look. I'm just. Man, that was that was awesome though. It was well, awesome. How, how remarkable was that goal line stand for your Huge! It, it 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 won us the game. That won us the game right there. I mean, obviously Ty's kick won us the game, but um, man, that 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 was the difference right there. And, and you know, I, I got full full confidence in our defense. And man, they made some really big plays today. And again, you know, came up huge when it really when it really mattered. So I I got to give all the credit to those guys, man. They they stepped up. Well, what do you think was the turning point for this this team this whole season? Where do you think it happened? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a, a single moment when you know there was a turning point. I think you know, this team's been special since the moment we kind of came together, um, and we've we've got some really special guys, uh, top to bottom. You know, just just in the whole locker room, even the guys that aren't dressed, man. Every everybody had a part in this, and uh, you know, just to seeing seeing how we rebounded from some of the losses that we had this year. You know, I think after every loss, we came out with a huge, huge win. Um, and, and we, we just were a resilient team, you know, and we knew that there was not, it wasn't going to be perfect. We knew we were going to face some, some, uh, some drawbacks and, and whatnot, but, and we knew tonight was going to be, or today was going to be a fight, but, uh, man, it's just, just shows the, the true character of this team and, and how, how many good character people we have. In this After the, the second Here's Wildcats defensive end Felix and Yudike Uzama, who said he had added motivation against TCU after a poor performance against the Horned Frogs in their first meeting. So, they're just big fans of my dance, so that's that's basically what it's telling me. I'm not there's no hard feeling or anything like that. I just they like like my dance, so they just did it along with me. So. And obviously, it's a lot easier to reflect when you guys win. But what do you think of Max Duggan's performance today? Honestly, he he did step up. I'm not gonna lie to you. He he he's a phenomenal player. That's why he got Offensive Player of the Year. He's a phenomenal player. Um, we hit him. We hit him. And we got him right where we wanted. And he just had a couple scrambles. We had to contain, and we just messed up on the contain. And he had a couple scrambles. But he did. He had a phenomenal performance. And I I will give it to him. He's a great quarterback. When you look at you know how the last game happened against these guys. Now you kind of get that, that second game, get a little bit revenge. Is there a little bit more fuel to the fire? Yeah, it was a grudge because I'm not going to lie. The first game we went against, I went against them, I was getting uh, dominated up front. I was getting dominated up front throughout um, all across the field. And I had I held a grudge to that. And I talked to my coaches. They were like telling me how bad of a game I played, and I agreed with it. I watched film over that game over and over and over and see what I can do better and how like um, how to become a great player that, I, um, that people see I am right now. And honestly, uh, I used that grudge against this game, and I um, – I gave it all I got, and it paid off, really. Thanks, Felix. Thank you. So you got a TCU towel on there. What's the significance oh, yeah. there? Uh, just uh, Usually when I rest sack a quarterback, I just take the towel. So oh. hopefully the refs doesn't see it. But, I mean, I took this one from Duggan, so 
Sorry, Duggan, if you're seeing this, but yeah. For you, you know, in the middle of the celebration, you're kind of on your own, your tears flowing, until obviously about as emotional as it gets. Can you just kind of walk us through what's going through your mind there and everything? It's just um, the hard work I did throughout this whole season. I was just very, I was in um, a lot of adversity. Come off of surgery, come off of stuff that happened uh, with my family, come off of uh, other personal stuff, and through all that stuff, I just handled adversity, even still being a little bit hurt throughout the whole season. It was just all the hard work I did just to fight through it, just to push through it. And basically, the fuel that gave it to me was um, having other people on my uh, team injured, like TP. Which, because um, even though I was injured most of the time, I just look at him, I'm just like, listen, he wanted to be at my place, so I just got to get all I got. Because he would be doing the same thing if he had the opportunity I had too. So that's basically all the fuel that came in, and it's just all the emotions. And yeah. When they took a knee at the end of the game, does that that kind of did you take that kind of personal? Maybe they were they were thinking they could that they had the momentum and they could take it. Uh, overtime? I I didn't take that personally, honestly, because um, I I wanted them to take a knee because if they took a knee, it's it's game time, and I just knew that uh, our defense was we had the momentum on our side to um, dominate them. So honestly, whenever they took a knee, I was just like thankful they took a knee because it's ready to go and we have uh, we can reset and regain plan really. To stop them in overtime. I'm sorry, I missed. You probably talked about it, the last two plays to stop them inside the one. Uh, as good a stand as you've seen from this team. Yeah, uh, it was just something we watched the film. This that was a basic formation we watched the film all week. So we, every time we go to a red zone goal line play, that's what we uh, were in. And we had a certain call that would uh, stop that defense. And I, um, I stick through there as fast as I can to make penetration so the uh, running back can bounce it and uh, my, basically the mob can uh, clean it up. That's basically what we um, talked about all week long is basically how in red zone, how we just need to create penetration. And penetration, even if you don't make the tackle, penetration will help a lot, especially times like this. And it was a, bit, it was a huge time stop for the mob. 100%. Um, we had so much ups and downs, so much people getting hurt, Adrian getting hurt, uh, TP getting hurt first game. We had a lot of adversity. Um, a lot of people got surgery, like the whole D-line had surgery in spring ball. And it's just so much stuff, so much adversity that we went through. And it, it's it's amazing how we uh, just came out and just had a dub. And we uh, we forgot all the adversity and kept on working, kept on working the offseason, kept on working during the season, kept on uh, doing extra stuff that unrequired stuff that even our coaches don't even see outside of the um, outside of the uh, veneer. Just un- unrequired stuff, that's how you win championships. And I'll forever preach that uh, going forward. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. As bowl speculation grew last week, it appeared possible that Missouri could meet Kansas in the Liberty Bowl But National College football reporter Brett McMurphy reported late in the week that the Tigers didn't want to play in that game. Well, that started quite the swirl on social media between the fan bases of both sides. Here's Tigers coach Eli Drinkwitz on the bowl game and the speculation of last week. 
Uh, good morning. Excited to be uh, going to a bowl game. Obviously, as you can tell behind us, you know our goal starts with wanting to win the SEC East, and we fell short of that. But the next goal is a bowl game. Uh, and how we uh, do that is as important as, as being associated with the bowl game. And so for us at two and four in the bye week, um, really the rallying cry for our team was to let's get to a bowl game. And we knew we had to play our best football down the stretch in order to do that. You know, we didn't think at two and four we were that bad of a football team. We understood that we'd lost the last three by one possession or less. Um, and so we just needed to clean up the little things and continue to work together and, and uh, improve. And I felt like we really obviously beat a top 25 team on the road um, and, um, and you know, obviously finished capped off uh, by winning the two trophy games in our uh, uh, on our schedule. And so really proud of this team for, for uh, finishing the way that they did in order to go to a bowl game. You know, very excited about the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, you know, very appreciative to the SEC as they see fit and where they uh, place programs. You know, when you think about a bowl game, think first about uh, uh, the location. Uh, I think it was uh, 81 degrees yesterday in Tampa, so that was pretty exciting. Um, the second thing you think about is, is uh, your matchup obviously playing an ACC opponent um, and have a ton of respect for Dave Clawson and Wake Forest and the job that he's done there. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in college football and Sam Hartman. So uh, that will be a tremendous challenge and, and allow our team to have this focus for the bowl game. And then the last thing is the date. Um, and so, you know, it's an awesome opportunity for our guys to play in the bowl game uh, before Christmas uh, and be able to get home uh, and spend the holidays with their family, obviously, and the Friday game uh, uh, after Thanksgiving. Uh, it, it's a strain on our players to miss uh, the holidays with their families. And so this is an awesome thing for them to be able to get the bowl game. Now for our staff, well, it's, uh, it, it's, it's something. Yesterday we had our first bowl practice last night. We were in three in-home visits. Uh, this morning I'll be flying down to Houston uh, be in uh, Arizona and Las Vegas tomorrow night for Coach Pinkle's induction. Uh, we'll be in Seattle uh, Wednesday, um, St. Louis on Thursday. We will have bowl practice and official visits uh, and a basketball game on Saturday. So uh, it's a busy time of year. Um, but, man, we are so thankful to be playing in a, in a, in a great bowl game and, and uh, look forward to it. So with that, I'll open it up with anybody that wants to ask me you know, great questions about uh, uh, reports from uh, Twitterverse uh, that are related to a guy having a bowl projection. Um, so if that's what we're going to talk about here, let's get those bowl projections out of the way early. Uh, use the raised hand function for questions. Uh, Gabe, you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and uh, fill the role that, that you want somebody to fill, Eli. Uh, first of all, I mean, can you – Tell us at all kind of what uh, – I, I know you guys get to submit some sort of preference or, or where you wanted to go for a bowl game, what that process looked like for you guys. And then, yeah, what's your what's your response to the idea you, you didn't want to play Kansas? Yeah, you know, I realized that bowl selection process is different conference to conference. And if you haven't been in a bowl game in, I don't know, 12, 15 years, maybe that thing's changed for you. And so maybe that the way that's done at other places is different. Um, we submit preferences uh, to the to the uh, uh, conference. 
um, based on a lot of different factors. Um, what's best for our university, what's best for our fan base, what's best for our student athletes. Uh, and we don't really factor anybody else in that. Um, we, we factor what's best for our fan base, uh, what's best for our student athletes and what's best for our athletic department. And, you know, uh, we take any bowl game that they'll give us and, um, and whatever matchup they give us, they give us, you know, last year we got, uh, the, uh, armed forces bowl. And, uh, you know, this year we get the Gasparilla bowl. And if I got to pick, I'd have picked the national championship, but that's not how it works. So, you know, all the Twitter hate and calling us out and fans getting up in an uproar. We'll figure that out uh, when a game is scheduled at Pharrell Field. Uh, and I believe that's uh, September, uh, Ryan, I think it's 6th, uh, 2025. Correct, sir. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see then. But until then, I can keep getting all the Twitter hate they want people from Kansas want to put on there. But don't phase me. We'll see you on Pharrell Field. Buy your tickets early. Finally, we'll hear from KU coach Lance Leipold, who in his second season has the Jayhawks in a bowl game. They'll take on Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Here is Leipold. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you jumping on in the question. Um, you know, we got off to a fast start, the fastest start we've had here in a long time. Uh, really proud of the way we got off, especially two road wins where we fell behind, battled back to get road victories against two good opponents in West Virginia in Houston. Uh, um, I believe a couple more home wins against a, a, you know, another bowl team in Duke, Iowa State, and then reports uh, of College Game Day come to Lawrence, Kansas for the first time and, and battled what we see now to be a, a CFP playoff team. Um, fortunately in that game, our our starting quarterback and, and really someone was getting into the Heisman race, Jalen Daniels, went down. Um, we had a couple other injuries uh, Daniel Hyshaw was a highly productive running back, lost him the week earlier, and, and kind of hit a bump there. And, uh, you know, we, we, we had a battle back. Jason being our backup quarterback, played extremely well. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we kind of hit, hit a part patch of the season where, where things were a little rough, but we were able to defeat an Oklahoma, a rated Oklahoma State team at home to secure bowl eligibility. And, uh, you know, and here we are. So, um, I think as we prepare for this bowl game, I think we'll be probably the healthiest we've been um, since probably that that uh, early October period, and uh, we're excited to uh, you know again to take on a quality opponent in Arkansas Razorbacks. Coach, your, your rise up this year may be somewhat similar to what Arkansas did last year from you know being down for a while. I wonder uh, being in the region what you thought of what Sam Pittman did last year and just what you make of their team. Yeah, you know, um, for our first year a year ago, like looking at the job that he did, I don't know Coach Pittman very well, but I've met him. I know a lot of people that do, and, and he's highly respected. He was always a highly respected uh, line coach and professional in, in college football. He's done an outstanding job and has really turned that program around and and again, I, I think he does things the right way. They're well coached. And uh, again, like you said, I, I hope there are some some good parallels there between what they did a year ago and what we were able to do this year. Yeah, Matt Shade from the Lawrence Journal World. Uh, Lance, I, I wonder, when you looked at, at, at your players today and, and this thing became official, 
what you see in their faces, what you what you uh, experience emotionally, and, and the excitement level, uh, given what you've been able to do so quickly here. Um, you know, I I saw you know a lot of smiles and cheers. I've seen the the look of some seniors and upperclassmen who who really probably had doubts that something like this was ever going to happen in their career. I saw a lot of pride and excitement. Um, we've been talking about it for, you know, ever since we clinched bowl eligibility about the opportunity to be together for an extra month, the, the importance of the development. But, um, you know, the, the official sign of an accomplishment of a huge step for a program that has struggled for, for a dozen years and uh, ex- extremely proud of them. I'm extremely proud of the job our coaching staff has done, the assistant coaches and 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 getting this done uh, as quickly as it has. And, uh, again, uh, all of that gets to, gets to be put on display in Memphis, Tennessee uh, later this month. That'll do it for today. Thanks to producer George Howard and the Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Morning Sports Edition was 53 pages today packed with news about the NFL, the World Cup, baseball's winter meetings, and everything else in sports. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Uh-huh.